from a fallout shelter somewhere under Seattle, Washington, it's the show you've been waiting for. Get ready to join your hosts, John and Kenrick, as they talk comics, movies and more. Now here's Spoiler Country! Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on scpod.net. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry.com. And welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenner Green. That is Mr. Horsley. And today on the show... Well, this one is... I say this every time. We're lucky. It's special. (laughs) I feel like this one truly is special. And we truly are. I do too. Lucky, because we got a girl on that does well. She directs and shoots VR movies, which is so cool. <laughs> which is really cool. But on top of that, she just wrote her first graphic novel, and she mm-hmm. did many years of investigative journalism into human tracking through Burma or. Myanmar, because they don't want people to associate Burma anymore. Right. They changed the name to Myanmar, which is whatever. But yeah. this, was a, this was so cool because she, I mean, one, the book is heartbreaking to read, uh, Burmese Moon. Um, oh, my God. We'll oh, my God. In the show notes, go click on to find it. And uh, I, I, as Kenrick says in the episode, I, I, and I agree with you, you should read this, but just go into it knowing that it's heartbreaking. Sorry. I thought you were going to talk longer, and so I took a bite of apple. I just assumed you were crying because it's so heartbreaking. That's all. I, just thought, I thought you were just getting emotional about it. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. It's okay it's fine. if you want to be emotional, Kenry. I get it. It is it's, an it's emotional cool. book, though. In all seriousness, right. it, it is. It, really it is, is a super emotional book. Um, Sam Garcia, the artist, destroys this book. I mean, he just in a good way. lays waste to art in this book. It is unreal. Yeah, because it's it's done in such a way that you feel that you feel the emotion through the art of what the story is telling you, and it's done so well. Yeah, he just slays it. It is, it is so beautifully drawn, it's so beautifully colored, and then the story itself just breaks your heart. That you're just like, I don't know. It's yeah. It's, it's it's hard to describe. You really need to pick it up. Um, it's through you IDW should. Publishing. You can actually buy it directly from IDW. And um, I order from Amazon or Comixology, and I definitely you should definitely read this one. Yeah, it. I started reading it. It's like two hundred. It's just under two hundred pages, and uh, I started reading it, and I it literally took me forty five minutes to an hour, because you just get engrossed, and then you just start reading it, and before you know it, you're like, the the story basically ends, but she wrote a novel to pick up where it ends. Right, which I'm, I'm like, I want to get that and read that. Yeah, and we and we and we have the link for that as well. Yes, we do. Yep, yep. It's, it's so. Yeah, why don't we just take a listen and hear what she has to say, and then come back and talk about it? Because I feel like we're going to ramble on a lot about this one if we if we don't yeah. just let her talk. Yep. Sophie Ansel, her own words. Welcome back 
today we have a very special guest. Um, it's kind of crazy to have her on. Uh, she does VR movies, and she's done quite a few other things. So she's a director, a writer. Man, she's been behind the camera, in front of the camera. She's she's amazing. So we were lucky enough to have her here because she has a book out that she came out in July of 2019 called Burmese Moons. And I think it's something everybody should get out and read because there's a lot of powerful imagery, a lot of powerful storytelling. And I think it tells a story that seems to be not addressed in mainstream media, especially in the West. Sophie Ansel, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm very glad to be here. Very happy to have you. I read your book. Uh, and it's a graphic novel. Uh, it's yeah. really about the atrocities going on in Burma. And I want to say prior and post to the revolution that happened in, and you correct me if I'm wrong, 1988? Yeah, that's right. And and it's told through the eyes of, um, I just read the book, and now I am drawing a blank on, the, how do you say his name? Tazama. Yeah, Tazama. Tazama. So Tazama, yeah, Tazama is a, a young guy who is born in the west of Burma. Uh-huh. And yet, basically, the, the, the book will tell his story, his journey through life, uh, through a few decades uh, from Burma to Malaysia. Uh, yes. Is Tazama, is, is, is he a, an amalgamation of a bunch of people you met to tell this story? Or is he an actual person that went through all these things? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I met Tazama on my way, and I really loved the name Yeah. Uh, during my investigation. Uh, and I really loved the name, so I, f- I felt like I wanted to bring that name in the in the, in the the book. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like a mix of uh, uh, many testimonies of the, pe- the Burmese refugees that I met uh, during my investigation, which was quite long, like was from 2005 until 2012. Wow. So um, I interviewed a lot, like hundreds probably uh, refugees, and they all had like cr- incredible, crazy stories um, of their journey, uh, of their life in Burma, but also like their journey escaping Burma uh, on going through like the human trafficking um, on the yeah on arriving in in some countries where they have zero rights on go through some terrible corruption uh, situation so yeah I, I kind of like mixed a bit of people's stories but most of the stories uh, of the people I met uh, were pretty similar yeah. so like the like what they suffer in burma in the jungle in the for, uh, in the villages uh, that uh, yeah what they suffer in their villages in burma why they flee burma the the conditions of detentions in the prisons in burma the the way human traffickers traffic uh, burmese or minorities from Burma, from Burma to Thailand, uh, is quite similar uh, from one testimony to another testimony. Yeah. And yeah, and the, we have some slavery situation in Thailand uh, that are uh, that a lot of refugees have been suffering. So yeah, this story is really uh, a compilation of 
everybody's story uh, that I heard on the on it 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 may sounds like uh, a crazy journey because uh, Tazama is going through a lot. Yeah. But actually, each of the people I met uh, in Burma, or in Malaysia, or in Thailand, all those people they had a similar journey. Like they had the. They had the similar uh, background in Burma, the similar suffering, but also not only the suffering, but the the will to 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 life. You know, like the the desire to 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 find solutions and everything. So yeah, yeah I was I was very inspired by all the people, and I just uh, tried to to give a bit of their voice uh, on. Uh, how you say, write a bit of that kind of story, history. Yeah. Uh, that's his part of the history of Burma on Southeast Asia. Well, how, how did you find yourself in Burma to write the story? Was it something that you said, you know, there was some stories coming out, but not to the effect of what you show in this book. Would, did you go to Burma with the intention of, of going through this? Or was it something like, hey, I'm going to go vacation no. and then Wow, I'm seeing all the stuff, so I want to write about it. Well, actually, yeah, I, I had no idea I was going through. The, I will go through that journey, and I had no idea I will go. Um, I will go back to Malaysia. So I, I basically, before I write the book, uh, I had a totally different job. Um, uh, and before I do the investigation, basically, I, I was working in Southeast Asia, and I was actually working in. Malaysia. It was my first job uh, for four years. Uh, was more doing like you know, uh, working in a in office, marketing yeah. and everything. And and then I, but I I start also my conversion. I start to to travel a lot uh, in Malaysia on weekends, on holiday, and everything. And and during that travel, I was just going meet minorities and people ethnicities and everything and i start to write and take photos and videos and i heard so many stories uh which was passionating but not exactly not totally different from from what, uh, what is in the book but then i knew that that was something i wanted to do like uh write and hear people's stories and uh, and, and report them so when i had a little bit of cash ahead of me like saving and stuff yeah. i decided to stop my job and just just maybe like travel the world on 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 just write on take photos but i started with burma on my idea with burma was okay i'm going to burma and i don't want to plan anything because i want to understand that country through my own eyes my own experience and through the signs that will come along my journey. So I want people, I want the signs to guide my journey and to map my journey and, yeah. and see what happened. Yeah. And so that's what I kind of did. I started to travel uh, in Burma and I met this person and this person and then they invite me here. And then I took a, a, a long train from uh, Yangon to the total north of Burma. So it was a kind of a very long journey, sleeping journey. I was on in that in that uh, train. I was sitting with uh, uh, other Burmese, which were really nice to me, and they I don't know they give me a little bit of some of their food and everything. They were really really kind, and 
And even though they don't speak uh, Burmese, they gave me their address, and I just, I when I, I the train was finished, I, tr- I I decided I want to meet them again. So I was trying to find them uh, in some kind of remote villages uh, in the north of Burma, and then I met another family, and they invited me, and then. From that moment, it was a kind of uh, a moment where things turned differently because the family I met in the north of, of Burma, which was in uh, Kachin State, yeah. they had lost track of their of their daughter, uh, which escaped to uh, Malaysia. So. The thing is, with my whole trip in Burma, I didn't want to speak too much about politics at that time because it was dangerous for people to speak about their conditions. But uh, in that situation, I yeah, it was part of my journey to actually go out of the country because also my visa was expired, so I had to go out to come back later. So I went to Malaysia and I was tried to find that. that daughter uh, who who left Burma, but the family yeah. didn't have any news anymore, and they were really worried because they heard stories where she was uh, she has been taken by by the police, and she has been naked, but we oh, didn't understand why. Yeah. Uh, so it was a bit uh, confusing, and um, so I arrived in Malaysia, and uh, and I met, uh, I started to con- contact the Burmese. Uh, people like the people who are living in Burmese yeah. refugees, basically. Um, so I met the Burmese refugees, and they are like they tried to help me to find her, and they uh, and then they start to tell me about their story in Burma, in Burma, what's happening to them in Burma, uh, why they escape. On each ethnicity, each part of Burma had their own uh, culture, but they have. They had similar kind of stories of persecution of uh, the army uh, going to their villages, taking them as slaves or porter, uh, forcing them to to build things or everything. But also, on since they started to tell me, but you know, when we escape, actually we go from one hell to another hell, and what's happening to us in Malaysia is also very very difficult. And and since they start to told to me about all the human trafficking they have been gone through and everything. So I was I I I I used to live in Malaysia so it's more like a uh eyes of wonder, you know, I I love the jungles, I yeah. love the nature there, the people I met and everything, but uh but this time I was coming with a new eye which was through the eyes of refugees. Um this was kind of opening me a, a parallel world the in yeah. Malaysia. It was very, very weird actually to suddenly uh, switch from my eye of an expatriate to another eye, which was from a refugee point of view. So, yeah, so I, uh, um, that's why uh, I'm, I'm a bit, yes. Yeah. That's kind of uh, the journey I've yeah. been through. Well, it's it's a it's a crazy journey when you go through what uh, what everybody has to go through in that book, and Moon Pie and Thazamar and Kim, and the fact that they they keep finding each other back into after you know getting going through the trafficking, getting sold into slavery, yeah, 
and then the prisons of Malaysia are just insane. And then, yeah, you know, the, and the one that really, br- I mean, that <laughs> Sophie, that book is so heartbreaking page after page. You know what I mean? It's just like, can these guys get a break? Like one break, you know what I mean? But they keep yeah. their spirit up so much and their, their, their willingness to help each other is astounding. Cause, cause I don't know, man, I think if I'd gone through a lot of the stuff that they're going through, that might break me, you know? In a, in a very bad way, yeah. and I think the one that broke my heart the most was Sim, and you know, traveling with his mother and and saving their money for ten years oh, yeah. so they can go meet his dad in Malaysia, and yeah. and then the you know the military yeah, that attacks. Was very, that yeah. broke my heart as well. Like I met this this uh, woman, and I met the father. Uh, once I was in Malaysia, and then they, uh, they start to tell me about their own journey, how. Yeah, how they had tried for 10 years to reunite the mother and the child uh, being in Burma and the father had to escape to Malaysia. Yeah. And for 10 years, he didn't see his his son, which was just a newborn when he left, when he escaped. And uh, and yeah, when they travel with the human traffickers and all the dangers uh, that they have to go through, the actually yeah the police uh how say they they he was shot um yeah. on the journey and on yeah and they had no no other ways than to leave the, the child yeah the traffickers take off go through and the, and of course the police fire <laughs> open open fire and they hit the kid in the back of the truck and then they just throw the body yeah. out which is yeah. i was I had to stop reading for like 10 it's minutes. heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. To process what I was reading. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, uh, I, I know it's, it might be some a bit, uh, it's a lot of violence and, yeah. and unfortunately that's really what they've been through. Yeah. And of course it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a life journey. So it's, uh, over, uh, you know, a few decades. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's a, a, a long journey. Uh, on a lot of violence on journey, uh, on the on the way, the thing is, I I was trying also to show how those people are are inspiring because yeah they are going through all these things and still they are they are full of um, they are cultivating some incredible values of solidarity and actually solidarity is what is their survival kit, you know, because yeah. they have to be connected to each other. They have to really care to each other to be able to, to go through this. And, um, and also that's why, uh, it's, it's a bit crazy also to, to imagine that they can escape and they're going through all this, uh, um, I mean, they, they will be in detention, they will be slaves, they will be, uh yeah trafficked in the jungles and everything but they still managed to find each other yeah but because there is a, a sense of community from Burma on back to Malaysia so the the different tribes they they they, they have community so they recreate their community in Malaysia so that's a way also for for them to find each other and they to help each other and everything. That's, yeah, that's, and, that's and amazing. Yeah, when, because when some of them are trafficked by human trafficker, uh, sometimes they have just 
two choice or three choice. So the choice is either you you find the money through your community to buy pay, freedom, to pay the ransom, basically to yeah. pay your life back, or we sell you to the human traffickers, uh, and you'll be a, thai, a, a, a slave for. A year, two years, three years, maybe, maybe a lifetime, uh, or maybe you'll be killed in the in the in the in the sea. Or also, sometimes they 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 shoot people, and that's why you have found recently, like a few years ago, we found uh, a lot of uh, skulls, like mass graves, uh, in the jungle between Malaysia and Thailand. Yeah, it's. It's incredible. I mean, I, I can't even I can't even fathom why this isn't more on the national news. Do you have Do you have any thoughts on that? Why this isn't part more of and you know when you turn on like in America, you know, we turn on CNN or Fox News or MSN or anything like that. You feel like these atrocities yeah. should be forefront for a lot of things, and they're just not. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, yeah was a bit. Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, when I was doing the investigation, uh, I found it was a bit, uh, yeah, I was so surprised by what I hear, like the, the extent of uh, slaveries in Thailand border, in, in Thailand, in, in the sea and everything. Um, that's, yeah, I think it took a bit, uh, a bit of years. Uh, yeah. Now it had, it has come in the news, like the, a little bit in the, I'm not really sure. Uh, I think each of our countries in the West, we have a, a tendency to speak more about what's happening in, of course, in our in our border. Uh, but yeah, there is a. I think it's important for us also to to know what what we are eating. For example, we we all have an impact of what's happening in Burma, in Malaysia, in Thailand. Uh, like all the slavery that happened in Southeast Asia, which uh, a lot of Burmese minorities have been uh, victim of, are connected to some some industries that have a direct link to 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 us because that's what we consume. The fish right. that uh, is fished in in the Thailand Sea is uh, is uh, some fish that we are consuming that is also uh, using slaveries at. Uh, I'm not uh, not all 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 the not all the entrepreneur not all the fishermen of course but right. uh, there's a there's but some there's a questioning on yeah and I think I'm not really sure why media uh, don't cover that <laughs> so much also probably because you know it's you know it's been a, a little bit difficult to investigate it takes time it takes energy it's it's not like easy subjects and of course it's it requires time means also money i mean you uh and uh, and yeah it's uh, it's remote places it's uh, industries and the human traffickers that don't expect ex- exactly want uh uh you to tell about this Things uh, it has involved authorities and uh, official immigrations uh, yeah. that have been part of uh, of, uh, of uh, human trafficking, um, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's I, I'm not really sure why uh, 
we don't speak too much about it, but I, I believe it's, uh, it's just because it's very remote and uh, we might we might feel less concerned by uh, people in that in those countries. Um, and Burma has been very uh, closed for many decades. So yeah, I think it's out of sight, out of mind, I guess. Yeah, it's crazy. I I only heard about this um, though what's going on in Myanmar uh, from a YouTuber. Philip DeFranco does a news show on YouTube, and he talked about it a couple times uh, over the last couple of years. And that's literally all I've all I've known from is is from that. And then the book came in. And I read the book as well um, earlier today, and it's you know it's 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 crazy that it's not talked about more, or you know more people aren't aware of what's going on, like. Most people I talk to have no idea anything about what's going on. I didn't know anything about it until, like I said, I saw it on YouTube and I saw it on uh, or read it your book today. Yeah. And actually, you know, it's um, there's a lot of Burmese refugees uh, who are actually living in USA now because, yeah, uh, when I was in Malaysia, the, the hope uh, for a lot of them to get out of that crazy cycle like you know being so the cycle is like you escape you you live through dictatorship so you live some terrible things in your country then you go through uh you escape uh through human traffickers who happen to rape yeah. you or to kill some That's others and, uh, and until you are you know like or sell you instead of of bringing you to your destination until you arrive to Malaysia and then and then you live in fear uh, of being arrested and putting in some terrible uh, detention centers where you can get sick and humiliated and everything until you weigh, you you are uh, given a choice to yeah I mean you're not, not given really a choice you're just deported to back to uh, deported to Thailand uh, on 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 you are you have that choice to either go yeah, find the money and go back to Malaysia or being sold to human traffickers. But then the only um, hope for the refugees in Burma, uh, the Burmese refugee, once they are in Malaysia, is to be refugees. But even they are, if they are refugees, they are not um, yet uh, safe because they can still be arrested, they can still be human trafficked and everything. A lot of the people I met, they have gone through the cycle of Arrested, arrest, deported, trafficked, uh, uh, sold back to their community if they've managed to find the money for like maybe, uh, you know, four, three, four, five cycles. That's nuts. So they, they, they go to, uh, it, yes, it's a country like, uh, going, like USA or Sweden or Australia will, uh, who have uh, every year some quota to, to, to accept uh, some of the refugees, so that's that's when they start to feel finally secure. Is that when finally their name is on the list and they can uh, take a, a plane and arrive to USA? So there is a few uh, uh, communities uh, who are uh, in, uh, in in the USA now and are finally yeah. secure and have uh, the chance to, to to start a life. And um, so, yeah, and unfortunately, not 
not everyone has that chance. So it's still a few privileged on the, and like one of the refugees I was, I was following is the one that, uh, uh, go, uh with who Tazama goes at the end. So it's a uh, Habib. Yeah. He, Habib. He's actually, uh, yes, yeah, you have some have no choice and, uh, because they cannot get, uh, resettled to any countries. Uh, because they are men, because they are not a priority, because they are from uh, another min- a minority that doesn't have the that uh, uh, privilege. Right. How do you say their name? The um, he's part of the Muslim group in Burma, the Rohingyar. Rohingya. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're still Rohingya. struggling. Yeah, they're so still. That, yeah. So that's uh, Habib is uh, from the Rohingya community. He's Muslim. So, uh, as a Rohingya in Malaysia, you have l- much, much less chance to be resettled. So, most of the Rohingya who suffered crazy, I mean, it's the next level of suffering for uh, among all the minorities in, in, in Burma. Uh, so, you know, like the first time I arrived in, in I mean, Burma and in Malaysia, uh, when I spoke spoke with the different minorities at first uh you know all the minority tell me the stories and send the Rohingya uh, tell me yeah you know but for for Rohingya it's a little bit even uh, more so uh, we are very much more persecuted yeah. and at that time I, I i didn't realize the first few months uh, that i was investigating because I, I was receiving so many testimonies from, I mean, they have 100 tribes in Burma. Um, so at that time, I, I was like, yeah, but, you know, it's, I cannot speak about each of you guys. Right. I have to, I mean, I, and I think you all have something, uh, some similar situations. But, yeah, and I realized uh, after... More time and of investigating, more more time with the Rohingya, more time with the different ethnicities. That yeah, the Rohingya have a more difficult time because they, first they cannot be uh, given the chance to resettle to any other countries. So it 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 brings to situation like the situation have Habib on others uh, other Rohingya like him uh, who have. Uh, after years of being trafficked and sold on 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 risking their life and uh, yeah being close to death, they decide they don't want this anymore. They 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 they, they just um, hope for democracy. They hope for peace and uh, you know like just live normally. So he has no choice to take a boat. Um, to to Australia, so that's how actually that was that was the next chapter for my for me. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, when I started to uh, follow Habib's journey to Australia, which took me to write another book. Oh. Um, but yeah, when can we hope to hear that's, that one? Uh, uh, but yeah, the other book is called First the Erased Our Name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rohingya speaks. So that's uh, that's uh, yeah that's basically the story of a Rohingya and th- going through his journey on Burma and because I you probably know that today there is a genocide in Burma yep. uh, of the Rohingya yep. and 
and I want it's through the the story of Habib on the on the ring. It's also about showing Is how that, one out? that genocide was uh, something uh, that could have been stopped long before. That's something that had a lot of signs uh, because uh, Ringa had been isolated in apartheid state uh, for a long time. They have been uh, demonized uh, for many years. And uh, yeah, they have been on on now uh, uh, since 2012, actually. Uh, They they have been uh, ethnic cleansed, like they say the... Yeah, there is a terrible tragedy in Burma uh, for the Rohingya and from for Habib's story and everything. And yeah, when I, when he arrived in he arrived in Australia, uh, we started to uh, write his story from the detention center uh, for three years. Wow. Um, yeah, to tell about what it is to live as the Rohingya. Is that is that book out now or is it coming out soon? Yeah, it's, it's it just it just got out as well. Oh. So it's from Scribe Publication. So it was uh, out in September, I think. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah, I, I had no idea. That, so is that through IDW again as well, or is it a different publication uh, publisher? Uh, so because it's a different, uh, it's not a comic book. It's oh, gotcha. uh, it's really like a, yeah. So it's a. The publisher is Scrib. Gotcha. So it's an actual. Okay. It's a. It's a. We'll have to uh, get that and link it. We'll link it into the show notes so people can continue the story. Because I highly suggest everybody listening to get Burmese Moons. What? What made you decide to do it in a graphic novel? Because Sam Garcia's art is so profound, yeah. and he does such a great job. I- you know, how did you meet him, and how did this thing get to to IDW? Yeah, so basically, um, I, I, you know, I was trying to tell the stories for a long time, and I did a bit of films uh, on on Burma. Yeah, and and I was trying to tell this story in a film. Basically, uh, it's been a big journey, and it was a bit tough for me to actually, uh, you know, I at first I didn't, I. When I started my investigation and everything, I didn't have a lot of experience, so I was trying to, yeah, to try to to create the film, to find. I mean, I had some production company who believed in the project, and they were trying to find funds and everything. It was a bit difficult, but I was starting to read more and more graphic novels, and I thought this is the best way to actually tell this story because some places anyway in in film I, I won't be able to get in so only through the the drawings um through i mean graphic novels will it's just like a yeah it's the best storytelling way to bring people uh into the jungles with the human traffickers show what's happening exactly um so yeah it was uh it was I felt it was the best uh, medium uh, to bring the har- this story, the har- to translate the harshness of it. And um, so, at first, we published it in French, and uh, the publisher um, who really 
really was uh, moved by the story. He, he also uh, happened to receive in the same moment uh, the drawings of Sam Garcia and he showed it to me and I was like, yeah, it's so expressive. Like the way Sam, it's, it's simple, but very, very expressive. I mean, it's simple. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not simple. It's very, <laughs> I feel it's, um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it has a way of, uh, drawing, which, uh, is, uh, is full of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I felt like it was important to, to bring the emotion. And I was so grateful actually for Sam to be, uh, part of the journey because he's putting so much passion. We have been working on this project like it, uh, you know, every detail he was, uh, 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 we had, uh, he was working from Spain and I was in France and we, uh, we managed to, uh, to, to see each other a few times, but yeah, but there was a, a lot of passion going through our communication, a lot of uh, exchanges of images, and uh, um, so that so that we fit as much as possible uh, close to the to the reality that we wanted to bring, yeah. and that gives us a, a tribute to to the Burmese and to what they've gone through. Well, it- you guys did an amazing. It's almost like you've been doing graphic novels your whole life. I mean, the storytelling, the lettering, the color, the penciling—it all just looks so well done. And not looks—it is so well done. It makes me feel like you've been. You know, have have you ever thought of doing more in this style, or is this like I did this? This is you know what I mean. This tells the story that I needed to tell to get out there. And it's such a great visual medium to do it in. Um, I can see more coming out from you, but is this something that you might foresee in the future, telling more stories in this in this style? Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I totally want to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I I've been uh, working on different medium recently, but uh, the, yeah, that's uh, I want to get back to uh, new stories through yeah. uh, graphic novel, like <laughs> in the next month or two. Uh, I'm very much more at the moment focused on environment. So yeah, I want to to bring more stories about the environment and what's happening with uh, the climate and everything, because I think that's something, uh, that's something that has uh there's some interesting people around the world that are doing an incredible job and uh, yeah that's something I, I want to to work on I think graphic novel uh, amongst all the the medium I've been working on yeah. uh, which is VR on films on on books and everything it's really one of that I uh, I have felt so so alive as well because also through the collaboration with Sam, uh, you know, having someone who who captures the story you want to tell and on on and bring it to life. It's yeah. just uh it's just uh, thrilling and um yeah, so yeah, I, I really want uh I don't want this to be my I mean I want I want to, to work on the next one. Yeah. This year. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, because really you guys did a fantastic job. I know I keep saying it because I was blown away when I read it. You know, I read comic books quite a bit where, you know, we have a lot of people that 
send us stuff that says, Hey, can you review this? Can you, you know, check this out? And we have a lot of creators on, but I feel like this is the first time we had somebody on that had something true and real important to say, you know, and to bring a story like this forward and then to do it in the medium that I love. Um, I was completely blown away and that doesn't happen very often. So I really, really thank you for that because no, thank you. It's like wow, that's all it's I can so say about really, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> hey, uh, so you're now you're you're you've been doing not now, but you have been for a while now doing VR. How did you get into shooting VR? That's such. It, it's a. I have you know I want to get Oculus. <laughs> I've been wanting an Oculus forever, yeah. uh, but I ha- I have <laughs> like the Samsung glasses for my phone, and it actually does a really good job. Um, and now I want to watch your videos that you have, but how did you get into this? And it looks like you're really concentrating right now on the ocean and you have what three out right now. Um, so you, you, uh, yeah, so at the moment, um, so this is my story with VR is also a bit of a continuation with, uh, um, I mean, with my following Abib uh, to Australia and that's how I actually, the next part of my journey started. That's when I met uh, That's people. Cool. My, I mean, people who were actually working on uh, the environment and uh, who took Google Street View underwater. So that was kind of like that was in 2010. So an Australian organization called Underwater Earth. Uh, they they told me about uh, uh, their new project, uh, so so they started to bring. Uh, sorry, I, can I hold on just one minute? Yes. Yep. yep. My phone is dying. <laughs> no worries. I have to find uh, electricity. Uh, are you still here? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. Oh, I'm just trying. I think my phone is just dying. Uh-oh. Uh, I see I have 1% or 2 uh, <laughs> on my... Well, Sophie, we can um, we can we, we have a lot here, and we can wrap this up for you. And then when you have more stuff come out, I would love to have you come back on. I, I, I think what you're doing is, is, is great, and we really appreciate you coming on. Oh, did we lose her? Uh, we're still connected, but I think the reformer just died. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's how we'll end the interview. I think I got 1% <laughs> and gone. I mean, it's still, it's, we're still connected. So, Dude, she's fascinating, man. Oh, she's super fascinating. This whole story is, is insane. And like you said, this is like one of the first times we've had a book come on that's really... I mean, we've had people come on who write books that have meaning behind it before, but this is like real world like shit that's happening. Yeah, not like this, yeah. though. You know, I like I love the work of Richard Cadre. Yeah. I love what Stephen Frank does. I love what you know what I mean, the things that we've done, but no one's ever had something that we're making a, a real social commentary that makes you know that's bringing social awareness about a, an issue that no one's talking about, right? And I only I, I don't know if you heard me when um, in the middle there, but I only knew about this because of Philip DeFranco um, talked about it on his YouTube show, you know. And yeah, that was at her leaving. Yeah, she just dropped. Her just, she just dropped. So we're we'll have to get back with her some other time when her phone's not not dying. Yeah, or maybe we can. Well, well, let's wait a couple minutes and see. I think that would be prudent. I would hate for her to get back on and be and we're just gone. Right, right. She was very. She's a fascinating I lady. Know. I, w- I want to know more about her VR stuff. Yeah, well, she's got like 
three, she has Chasing Coral, which she was a producer on in 2017. And then she has Guardians of the Kingdom, which she's a director of in 2019. And then another one called Out of the Blue that she was a director of on 2017. And I and I, now I want to watch right, it. Me too. Well, I don't even. I mean, a VR movie. What what, what does a VR movie even do? You know, <laughs> I want to break out my my VR glasses. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's crazy, and she's shooting in it, and then yeah, you should be able to look around almost in a three sixty style fashion and going through everything. You right. Know? It just sounds. I mean, what a career! What a. I mean, just the whole the backstory of her telling us about everything was just phenomenal. Yeah, I just messaged her. I don't think she's going to be was, back on tonight. She's her phone looks dead. Okay. But yeah, I mean, what a way to end it too. One percent and gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe uh, keep the spoiler country one on your yeah, phone. Yeah, it is. And that way, if she messages you, if she wants to get back on, I'll wake up to finish this. Yeah, I'll wake up. This, this is this. Me too. This is insane. This is awesome. Yeah, dude. I don't know if you haven't finished it, but I I literally did have to put the book down when the when the kid dies. Dude, I, did. I finished it. I had to stop a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, I I, I was like. Oh my god! And then when you go to the back of the book and you see the picture of the ten-year-old kid that died, yeah. Oh my god, broke my heart. That's not what you want ever, ever, ever want to see. No, but I had, to stop, I had to stop. And reading the fact it that twice. she was brave enough to put that into the book, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like she doesn't hold any punches, man. This is what's happening there, and it's like oh, you, you're just shocked. And then they go into Malaysia and and they're escaping to something basically just as bad. Yeah. It's crazy. You know? I couldn't ima- I could not imagine living in a land or a world that's it's like that. I mean, we I have no I have nothing to grasp on to think of what that would even be like, you no. know. No. Nope. No. Nope. And it makes you think about the people that complain about what's happening here and you look and you're like, <laughs> right? It does, you you have it so good comparatively to the rest of the world, especially go to Burma, go live I mean, like, there. Ca- like case in point, people are freaking out about, you know, Costco being out of toilet paper. So I just got on Amazon and ordered toilet paper from Amazon for $20 for the next $20. You know, like that. You just go down to QFC. They got rolls and rolls. Exactly. And rolls right. It. It's like we have, oh, it's Costco sold out. Well, there's like a thousand, we have a thousand other options to get what we need. And it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. It, puts things, it kind of puts yeah, it in You go to the grocery store you know? and there's a plenty of food. Yeah. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go hungry anytime soon. I got, I got plenty of food here, plenty of food for all, all my kids. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I mean, we're having a, a a flu epidemic, and we're being told to stay home. Right, right. I mean, I mean both of our offices are like work from home if you can. I'm like, all right, I'll stay home. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. Exactly. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, the thing is, is I wanted to talk to her. Sophie, when you hear this, and we send you a copy of this. Oh, oh, she's calling back. She's calling back. Oh, she is. Hello. Hey, hey, you made it. Uh, sorry, is it too late? Or? Oh, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, yeah, apparently I, I managed to recharge on night 30%. So <laughs> oh, no fine. worries. No worries. We were just we we're just talking about it, how fascinating and how amazing your journey and the writing that you did for this book has been. And we can't <laughs> wait to see what comes out next because we really want to get you back on to, to talk more because you've done an excellent job here. Thank you. You know, Sophie, I, I appreciate you getting back on. I think we got what we need to get to put something solid together. So Sophie was so cool to talk with. She, we also, she does VR 
she directs VR movies, which is an interesting topic. We talked to her about a little bit. We were cutting this here because there were some weird connection issues we happened because she's in France, we're in Seattle. There was a you know, we're up we're up at midnight, one a.m. doing this with her. So I'm just doing this little cut in here to let you know that hey, that topic changes right here from us talking about all the stuff you heard before to now talking about her VR directing for a little bit before we kind of bid adieu to her because it got super late for us when we were tired. Yeah, she's gonna come back on though. Because she was, oh yeah, she didn't come she's on. really awesome. Yeah, it's just if you, if if you wanted to speak about the the VR, but which I think we cut it like completely. But uh, uh, but do you think we we don't need I, the VR? I think I would love to hear about the VR. Uh, there's not a lot of VR stuff that that I've watched, so it's always fascinating. Yeah, and actually, you know what? Um, uh, uh, and I, I might like we are. I mean, I don't know if it's possible, but we are coming. Uh, I probably come uh, in Dallas uh, in April because uh, to actually uh, we are launching a new exhibition. So it's an immersive exhibition uh, with uh, uh, immersive picture, immersive picture yeah. that have, uh, we have been taken. Actually, that's one photographer, Christoph, has taken around the world, and uh, I've been part of the expedition of uh, a few times. So basically, you can uh, dive into uh, crazy, remote, uh, inaccessible uh, places around the world where you really like. Sometimes we took one year to get the permit. Wow! And um, then also, yeah. Through this exhibition, we are actually showing our two, or maybe more, but um, two main VR uh, films that we've made, uh, which one takes you in the kingdom of Tonga with the whales, humpback whales, yeah. uh, on the community. And another one takes you to Mexico in uh, uh, where they have like a hope story kind of, where they had like no more fish and then they change their way of, of, of working with the sea and then now they have fish and the community is thriving and the environment is thriving. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to Dallas uh, there at that time. Um, I don't know if you guys, where are you? But, uh, but yeah, welcome to come today. We're in Seattle. Oh, yes. Yeah, which is like 1,200 miles from, from Dallas. Oh, uh, yeah. So actually our production company is in Seattle. Like the one that did our latest VR. It's yeah. Vulcan production. Do you know the Vulcan? Yeah. Paul Allen, Paul Allen started that. Yeah. So I, yeah. So they, they it's Paul Allen uh, production company, and they uh, co-produced our latest VR, Guardian of the Kingdom, with a uh, with uh, the whale. Yeah. So I yeah, even I see you that. could go probably watch the film there. Yeah. Um, it's probably at the Experience Project. That'd be cool. And, you know, actually, another thing uh, which is linked with Vulcan is that they actually recently did a film about the slavery in uh, the Thai fishing boat. It's called Ghost Fleet. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Ghost Fleet. Like the parts. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of, uh, how do you say, uh, cross, there's cross stories with Burmese moons. Mm. Oh, gotcha. I mean, in the sense that they are focused on that moment where they are focused on the slavery in the Thai fishing boat, whereas in Tazama it's like the whole journey from from Burma to you know Malaysia and everything. But at some point there is a, I mean, it's going through that fishing slavery. But it's a, a it's a film that I haven't seen yet. That, that you should see. 
Yeah, we should go check it out. Check Definitely it out. go check it out. Yeah, they're um, yeah. we're we're in the midst of the whole coronavirus here, and Seattle oh, got yeah. hit pretty good. So a lot of companies are uh, telling workers stay home. You know, work from home if you have that ability oh. to work from home. Uh, we had Emerald City Comic Con okay. that goes starts like in a week. Uh, there's a good chance it's going to get postponed or canceled because like 85 oh, people have oh. dropped out. Oh, it's kind of crazy. Cancel? You mean the American people? They don't go. I mean, you you guys don't 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 travel like around in your city. Oh like no, we do. Home? We do. It's just uh, right now they have the whole thing with the uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah. yeah. And so our yeah. our Washington State is uh, is where Seattle is, and it got hit the hardest at the beginning right now. I and so everybody's freaking out. Yeah, it's kind of a, everyone's everyone's <laughs> whether mind. it's yeah, uh, good Friends or not. Actually, I don't know, yeah, but it's it, yeah. Everybody and is also overreacting. hoping uh, our Dallas event is not canceled actually. Right, right. But it probably we, won't be. I don't think Dallas hasn't had any cases fund the yet. Budget, so now I hope we can just make it. Yeah, you'll make it. It'll be good. It'll be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, and if you have a chance, uh, you can. Uh, uh, maybe I can ask my publisher in USA to send you my book. Oh, that'd be, yes, yeah, that'd love be awesome. To read it. My, I mean, the other book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, please, Habib, I would love to read it because you know, if I can read the the ongoing with Habib, I, I would love that because I feel like yeah, I'm right there. You know what I mean? The it, the book ends with yeah. uh, Fazama getting on the boat to go to Australia. And then you show all those real pictures, man. When you show all the real the pictures of everybody of all the, the different stories, oh, it breaks your heart. It really yeah. breaks your heart. Yeah, and you see also there is one guy which inspired me a lot, which was uh, David. Is a uh, is the one who escaped the the, the prison. Oh, so good for him. You know, it's like it's crazy, but yeah, there there has been a few escape, and I thought this guy was so interesting. And you know, and they were so inspiring. Like people like this, it's like, oh my god, that's that's those people are real heroes. Like not the one from the movies that you know. They are right. they are very imaginative. In I mean, the fear they have to go through on the the life that is at stake. They, it makes them forced to think uh, crazy things to to just escape. It's yeah, it's it's. Or to find yeah, a, it's yeah, crazy. To, to regain their yeah. freedom. Good. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. You have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Dude, how much did that. I, I, I don't know about you. But I haven't been able to... That was the first time talking to somebody. And we've talked to a ton of people on this podcast. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. And we've talked to people that are just very dedicated to their craft and have a passion, but they're what we call... I want to say... I don't want to say amateur, independent. Yeah. They're, they're super independent. To people that are kings of their business. You know, yeah. and know it up, and know it forwards and backwards, and are the uh, the epitome of what you want to get to in that profession. None of them has done a story like this that actually is bringing awareness to something to atrocities in the world like this. 
and well, it's because it's real, right? Yeah. It's it's based on it's real, and, it, and that it's the realness that gets you, and that makes you walk away from it, going, "What? What did I just? This can't be real. What did I just read?" And it is real, and what you read was, you know, stories of atrocities. Yep, yep. And it's just it's, and she said, like she said, she heard the same stories over and over and over again. Yeah. So do yourself a favor and go out and check this book out, or or if 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 not. Just look into what's happening in, in Burma or Myanmar and just get, educate yourself on some other stuff outside of the world that's going on. It's just it's insane that it happens in this, this day and age. Yeah. So there you guys go. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed it. Sophie is an amazing person. She's fun to talk to. And we're going to try to get her back on again when with some of her other stuff, like the novel that she has, the follow-up, plus all of her VR movies that we really want to check out. Yeah, for sure. So, and if you like that one, I know I say this all the time, but I think it bears repeating that you go and look at our back catalog. We got a lot of people that are there that you're going to love, like the, I don't know, the Jerry Conways of the world, the JMD Mateuses of the world. JMD Mateus, if you don't know, has been a writer in comic books for over 30 years, close to 40 years. Uh, and he's worked with a lot of industry leaders and he's done some of the amazing stories. He's done my favorite Spider-Man story, Craven's Last Hunt. And yeah. if you know that story, then you really should do yourself a favor and check out uh, JMD Mateus's interview, part ones and part two. Yeah, and and our our Craven our Craven uh, um, review on it as well. We did. Yeah, and Johnny did an amazing job cutting in bits of our interview with JMD Mateus into our old episode of us reviewing that book. And so you get what we think. And then you get the actual insights from J- from JM. You can't beat that. Yeah, it's, it's, that was fun. That was, that was actually really a lot of fun to put together. Yeah. So there you guys go. Hey, I think that's a show, right, Johnny? That, that, I think that, yeah, that's a show. That's a show. There you guys go. All right. Open the mind. And we... Read-